We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. I just wanted to offer a friendly reminder to our listeners. This podcast was recorded on July 31st, 2021, just prior to Evan's passing, which occurred on August 17th. Lauren and Evan had family and extended family visiting, and this is a continuation of the conversations. Part one of the conversation was published yesterday. We know this podcast could be hard to actively listen to as Lauren's family openly discusses some of their favorite memories and some hard topics. So with a heavy and full heart, we do want to say thank you for listening to the podcast today. The reason why we get to do what we get to do is because of my mom. She keeps us all intact. If it wasn't for my mom, we probably would see them maybe every, whenever, you know, um, but my mom makes it a point that we are going to be here. So when COVID hit and we couldn't, we couldn't all be together. This was a big trip. This was, this was a, this was our, our family get together. And, um, you know, Michelle has a baby. And um, unfortunately, she wasn't feeling well. And so she had called to let us know that, you know, she was concerned about Evan. I mean, that was her first thought. And she- The day they were supposed to show up is when she had a fever. She had a fever and she was crying and she wasn't feeling well. And she called my mom and she, you know, and then my mom said, you know, if we have to go home, you know, Michelle has to go home. I have to go with her. Um, And, you know, all that was just like, so, wait, hold on. So, so what happened was my grandmother flew down to Houston to see my mom and my sister and their kids. And then my cousin with her daughter and her husband flew to a different part of Texas to go see her husband's family. And they spent a week there. So on the way to Oklahoma City from Houston, my mom was going to drive everybody and then meet in Dallas, pick up my cousin and her daughter to come up here. And that was the day she, Michelle actually ended up calling to be like, hey, Brindley's not feeling good. She has a fever. What, like, I understand if you don't want us to come, what do you want me to do? I mean, we thought of everything. I said, I'd stay in a hotel. I'd fly down if I wanted yeah, to drive down. Said, your mother yeah, said, my mom I'll said, I'll fly, fly you. I'll put you up in a hotel for two days. Um, I just know that a common cold coming into the this house is not a common cold. So um, I, I basically told Lauren, I said, it's, the ball's in your court. I said, whatever you want us to do, we will do. Um, and Lauren called me back up and she said, I, I talked, talked to Sam, Sam and you're coming. you're coming. And she goes, we'll figure it out when you get here. I'll make an appointment with my pediatrician. Um, you guys can go right away. And, um, but you're not missing this opportunity to be here with Evan. Especially where Evan is in his journey and his life. Like, yeah, so, so it ended up being two, two inner ear, ear infections. So that was good news. Um, but like I said, if it wasn't for my mom, um, these these episodes with Evan and being a part of Evan's life would not happen. Um, no. You know, it, it, they wouldn't get to experience, unfortunately, the, like I said yesterday, the bad 
with the good. But we've had, you know, you have to, yeah, but it's the valleys also. And and they got to experience that. And now they, they understand and we can laugh about it. And that's, that's what this is all about is just really loving on Evan and, and making sure that, you know, and they have, I'm just going to say that you guys have experienced valleys with us. I mean, last time, feel really bad. The last time you guys were here, we were in the hospital for a month and like, that was bad. That was a, that was a, that was bad. Yeah. We all said goodbye thinking that was it. That was really, that say was really bad. And Um, then you heard a song. (laughs) Go into the, to say goodbye to us. I mean, I mean, there have been, I mean, I'll never forget, um, Lauren coming up for my wedding, which was dramatic (laughs) trip in itself because we all know Evan and airplanes and how that goes. Um, but um, I remember, so I, it was really, really important for me to have Evan in my wedding. I said, I want him there. I said, I don't care how, um, he walked down the aisle in, what was it? Soccer, soccer socks. No, he didn't make it no, down, he the, didn't aisle. down he did. the aisle. Yeah. Well, we took picture with soccer socks on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he did not have a good day at my wedding. Um, and I remember Lauren, um, telling me after that, she said, I'm going to dance with my son. That came up in my thing and I yeah. cried. She goes, I'm going to dance with my son on the dance floor. And I remember being like, what? And Sam yeah. put up a fight yeah. and you were like, nope, I'm going on the dance floor and I'm dancing with my son. She did it. And um, so we got to be there for those moments together. And she danced with Max because they took Evan to the room and now she finished the dance with Max. I am. <laughs> I mean, definitely not trying to make this about me at all, but I can honestly understand the side of the caregiver as well as the side. I'm, I'm just going to call Evan a patient, just for lack of a better term, but being on both of some, both those sides, because I had some very serious medical issues last year where I almost died twice. I was in the ICU and I'm, I, I can't speak for Evan because I don't know how much he understands what's going on. But when you are, are, when you, when you're told that you are dying in the ER and you are relying on other people to save your life, you're like, you better do a damn good job. I'm not going out right now. So like, I felt, I felt that urgency on that side being the patient, but also the caregiver not that I'm like an ER personnel or a medically trained person, but knowing that I have to administer this life-saving help. I mean, I'm I have CPR certified, uh, basic life, you know, but none of that is going to work in the situation. And again, without Lauren keeping such a cool head with everything, it, I mean, we clearly didn't know what to do. Michelle probably would have just kept hitting them on the back and we would have been like, ah, 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 you know, because we really had no idea. And then Laura, yeah, Laura, Laura I, heard, I heard you say, you're going to have to get out of my way because I'll duck and roll out of this car. <laughs> and then I swear I see you just strolling through the yeah. door like nothing was going on, walking over and you're like, okay, how's it? 
Yeah, it looks All good. Right, it looks good. It looks good. It was like, you guys did a good job. It was like, could you be just a little more dramatic so that, <laughs> so that we can feel better? Like, we made it this big well, thing. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. So, I, let me tell you though, I ran from the car to the door. I took a second and went, oh, and I opened the door and I just walked in. And I was like, if I come barreling in, they're going to be like, Okay, Lauren. <laughs> but what's funny is Lauren says she comes in and there's Catherine with the syringe and she goes, okay. <laughs> still so Kat still has you can let go of the syringe. She goes, no, I can't. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? She said, no, she can't. She said, I'm not letting go. And then finally I had to talk her into letting go of the syringe. She was not letting go. <laughs> they told her not to let go. And she was like, no, because, no I can't. Because the syringe, because the food, the it feed was still going. And I was afraid that it would go back up the syringe and not down the G-tube. So I told her to hold on to it. And like, like, like I did. Said, they're not medically trained. Like they've never been, besides being around Evan, they've never been around anything like this. So yeah, they did a great, they really did do a great job. They did an awesome job. And the whole entire time that I was on the phone, I was like, all I kept thinking was, they got this. Like, I have every faith. And even if something did happen, like, I would never have ever thought, should I have been there? I can't believe I left them with him. Like, I was at peace of like, and I know that probably sounds really, like, I was at peace because I knew if well, anybody had to be in that position, like, you were glad it was us. No, I, I am <laughs> confident that you guys would have done what you needed to do and how you needed to do it, and you wouldn't have backed down. Only thing that they could do, the only other thing we could do is do rescue meds for seizures. And then at that point, there was you nothing else could also hear right before you got there that she was getting that tube down a little further, and it was really grabbing um, some yeah. stuff up. So I think at first she just wasn't going going but, down far enough to well, take that. Well, and, and you I don't want like yeah. also too with when you suction Evan and there's a time where you like you suction him and it's like su overly suctioning him where he can't breathe to cough. That's why I was like, it like it is she suctioning him? Like pull the suction out. That's why I was like, but I couldn't. Yeah, she I I was trying to listen for the gurgle like to see if she was getting anything, but I was like, don't don't Over go him. don't do it too much because then he can't breathe enough to even try to get him to cough. Yeah. So when I think when we gave him that break, that's when he's like. Well, we also all kept, whether he could hear us or not, we were all kind of yeah. cheering him on. What happened? You got this, buddy. Take a big breath. Take, take a big breath. Yeah, not, not today. Not today. <laughs> I mean, Lauren came in and she was like, and she said, told that to me. She's like, I was, I was good with whatever was coming out. Whatever happened, I was good because I knew that, that, was, that was what was going to happen. And I said, <laughs> I looked at her, I go, well, it, it wasn't going to happen on our watch. I said, there was no way. I mean, and she asked me, she goes, did it ever think, did you ever think in your mind, um, this is it? And I said, to be honest, the split second, I thought it. And then I, I was like, nope. And I just literally, it was like a switch went on and it was just I didn't really have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> get the medicine, get the syringe. You were Hold the syringe. Okay. Half asleep. What? Get over here. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Um, was part of yeah. it was also like, okay, I was asleep. I couldn't possibly be in trouble. Why are you screaming at me like that? The first thing you come to is what I, I do wrong. It was what? I've been trained. So it wasn't me. So growing up, usually when Kat got called or yelled at, something happened. She she was our instigator of something. 
it usually was my fault. I, I, can't, really, I can't really, I was met. I was upset I got caught, but I wasn't upset I am over here, tear, going from tears to <laughs> laughing hysterically. Yeah, that's our family. <laughs> She's all right. Okay, I really want y'all to talk about Evan's reaction to, as, <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is a he just laughed at y'all as y'all were talking about it. And so it was like, I mean, I'm just curious, kind of tell so me. This was a couple of hours after. So like that seizure mess that they gave him apparently did hit. And he was like kind of coming about. So when we were talking, he looked like he was asleep. And then all of a sudden you saw legs kick out and he's like rolling laughing. And, he, and, and laughing was, and smiling. Big smile. He was, he was laughing. And at first I thought his iPad was on and I was looking at it and I said, his iPad's off. He's not watching a show. He was he's watching like, a show. It was up. Yeah, it was you. It was our <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. Gotcha. Mom didn't say no shenanigans on this trip. Yeah, I yeah. that without saying it. That was the so hugest thing. what I normally do is I'll tell Evan, I'm like, okay, Evan, like you be good no shenanigans is always what I tell him but he was asleep so I didn't say it and he probably took that as in like well nobody told me I'm not allowed to act that I mean I mean I'm reenacting it and he is just like <laughs> like got ya you thought you were gonna relax yes again well and then I made a comment to Michelle so Brinley her daughter's been sick and then Ryan is my five-month-old and like I feel like the past two days they have been alternating crying. So like Brindley will cry for a while. And then when Brindley finally comes down, here comes Ryan just as like it they, they tag teamed it. And I feel like because I took because like, I, I took Ryan out of the house, Brindley was taking a nap. Evan was like, oh my turn. My turn. Here you go. You ready? Get ready. Because mine's a lot, a lot more dramatic. <laughs> well, he's got to shove all that time that they had crying into the small section of me being gone. So he was definitely, he was laughing, which was making us laugh a lot, like, harder, just because it's, it makes you realize, like, everything is okay. Everything works out. Everything is okay. And during it, it is, what did you say? You lost 10 pounds of yeah. sweat yesterday? <laughs> like, you don't even, you don't, like, and like Kat said, we're moms. So I feel like our mom switch just, like, kicked on, and it was just, like, just do it, like, like my aunt said, I didn't carry smell. I put him on my lap. Cat didn't care that she was half awake. She just went and did it. Like it was not like, uh, let me do this first or let me wash my hand. I mean, I did, I did purell my hands I don't before that, but, <laughs> but it was like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't have time. <laughs> but it was, like, I don't care. Yeah. Right at that point, the, what's more important? You wash your hands? Are you given? It was more like, um, there was no like I didn't even really couldn't really process any of it until they were like, can you tell the story? And then when I told it, that's when I was like, oh. I think wow. grandma can't, came in or my mom came and was like, so tell us exactly what happened. And Michelle's like, oh my goodness, you should have seen this. <laughs> Let me tell you how it is, how it went. When Michelle was standing up yesterday telling it, she was like, let me, let me just enter, like, let me act out what happened. And she was like trying to pretend like to be cat. She's like, She's like flinging herself back and forth, she's like syringe. Oh, okay. She's like <laughs> walking out of the room. Literally, it was like Lauren wasn't giving the whole. She wasn't giving the enough whole instructions. Thing. It wasn't like, like it wasn't like get the medication that's in the yellow bin and get her syringe. It was like get the medication. Cat, get the medication. Cat went to get the medication. Then it was like get the, it's in the yellow no. bin. In the yellow bin. Cat, it's in the yellow bin. It was like this constant like. 
So Kat was like literally in between the doorway, like, go, stop. Well, go, I was stop. afraid that when I said medication, she'd be like, where the hell is the medication? Which is exactly what but I did. So that's why I, that's why I said the yellow bin, because it's bright and it's right there. I mean, you wouldn't have missed it. And then a syringe. And then so. when she was running in, I was like, well, she probably don't have a syringe, so this isn't going to help her. Yeah, it definitely, to go back to what you're saying about Evan's reaction, it is one of those, like, when he goes through something like that, whether it's with his parents, his nurse, um, us newbies here, afterwards, he, he he's, no matter what, like, he's always got that smile when people are retail, always has it. I had never seen him with that big of a smile on his face than he had yesterday when Michelle was retelling that story. And it, it, it's kind of like it a almost, smile. yeah, but it almost makes it, it, it easier. And also going back to like that maternal, I think a human's natural response is to want to save another person in distress, but a child specifically and being a mother just like you hulk out it's like whatever you need me to do it's like i'm like michelle probably would have been doing <laughs> like if lauren had asked them she would have just been you know it, but it, it to see him and again i mean lauren knows him better but not knowing if he really understands the severity of what happens but for him to just to take it in stride and literally how how he has to and it his the fact that he thinks it's so funny makes everyone else think it's so funny <laughs> Michelle didn't think it, it was so funny well, but it, 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 it takes a little it's pressure a off of us yeah. and a little bit of that you know because that and like with you were saying with the trauma that Lauren holds and other people having to experience you know, it, it is because of that adrenaline and because it's like, this is my nephew, this is my sister's child, like, like, I have to do everything that I can right now, like, it's got to be done and, and having him smile afterwards does kind of like, it, even though it's been hours, it gave us a chance to breathe and really go, okay, yeah, it was serious. And it, even right after it happened, when Lauren walked in, I was like, I was like, this is really serious, but we're going to laugh about this later. And sure enough, <laughs> everybody's laughing and it just, it, 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 it does help with that, um, you know, the kind of dark side of, of, um, the minkies and what goes on and, and what's experienced by, you know, Lauren and Sam and their nurses and, um, you know, having to hold that. And it's also, though, being your older sister, you know, having a cousin, a mother, um, all of these people that love and support her, we also, you know, we don't want to see her hurting. We don't want to have to see, you know, Evan's not doing good again, or, you know, he had an episode, it's like, we want to take that from her, you know, we want, like, today, you're like, I need a break, it's like, we want to take, we just want to take that, like, responsibility of having to be in that mindset 24-7, and allowing you that time to just process your own life as an adult, as a wife, as a mother, you know, and 
just for you to like be able to hit the pause on certain things so you can kind of yeah hit that refresh button that reset button and then be able to get to the swing of it breathe is a perfect example just being able to take that breath being able to sit down in the chair and just kind of like you know and I think yeah, Warren, that's in all the emotions. Yeah. We can't do that. Gotta keep them. That's okay. And I think that's also when Lauren, why Lauren, you can correct me, but I think that's why you could be so calm is because you knew who was there. Um, and you knew that we were going to do everything we could to help Evan. Mm -hmm. um, but Evan is definitely the kid that, like Lauren said before, when he laughs and smiles, it's almost like, see, you got this. Like, you can do it. <laughs> like, that's how you feel when you see anything. And whenever you see a child smile at you, you almost, it fills your heart a little bit, you know, and you're just like, whoo, after that such intense experience, um, that when he smiled at us, it was, and he's laughing and, and having a good time with us. Like, we're all experiencing this laughter together and reliving the story together. Uh, it just allowed us to just be able to all take a breath and be like, oh, okay. Like, he's good. He thought it was funny. He's fine. Uh, so we can move on from here. Antium A plus. Yeah. Anti cat A B. <laughs> I think that was my, my thought was his reaction. I know sometimes we think of a child with a disability or a child with medically complex needs is not always present. And I think that when he had that reaction as you guys are engaging and, and sharing and talking that that was his participation. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me, I guess, so grateful for him to be surrounded by so many people who are having conversations with him in the room and allowing him to participate as he can. And so he, cognitively, he... Um, he was there as y'all were telling those stories, and he very much sounded like he wanted to be a part of that. <laughs> very oh, much yeah. was. <laughs> typically, this, it sounds like this trip typically happens annually. Is that what I understand? Every year or every six months. Like, oh. we, usually, we usually see each other as a group. We'll either fly to New Jersey. Well, now with Evan, it's like, or like we've done Christmases here, and then summers there because we want Evan to be a part of the big um holidays too like my family this group does not does not ever leave Evan out so we would never do a trip without Evan so we we like and now that Evan can't fly it's been a little bit harder and now with COVID that's throwing another right but we like, like I said my mom makes sure like Christmas yeah. before COVID we came down for his birthday and then we, they came down again for Christmas. Um, sometimes they start in Houston and we come up here and, you know, we just, we figure it out, but we all get together at some point, even if it's the day after Christmas or that week or whatever, they fly down. Um, yeah, my mom makes sure that we, that they come down now and we spend time. This was this was a cool trip. Um, husband's not allowed, so it's all um, blood. It's all anyone blood, blood related. <laughs> related, related. So, so it's pretty cool. Um, so we get to you know experience that and, and be around each other, and we'll talk about our next adventure and where we're you know what time and where it's going to be. But we've always done like what we were saying. Like we've always done like a 
a, a big trip. Like there, we've always traveled was the big thing. We've always done like one in New Jersey where it was like Christmas time or we went up to a place, but it was always twice a year that my grandma would figure out a way for all of us to be together. So we, we've been very fortunate yeah. yeah. that yeah. when we lived in New Jersey, we were very, we lived very close to our cousins. My grandmother was what, like five, 10 minutes down the road. So we did get to spend, we grew you up know, we, yeah, we grew up together and, you know, as in, well, I think we moved when I was a freshman in high school. So like 99, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 99, but it's like, yeah, we still keep in touch. It was the last time, um, it, well, I was going to say, I think the last, no, 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 not the last time because of the wedding, but when we were all down here was when we found out that you and Chad were going to have friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Made shirts. Yeah. yeah. We got to celebrate and, that yeah. with y'all. So uh, this family does, we're, we're Really I, I, and you know what? It's not always happy occasions either. I mean, you know, the claws sometimes do come out and we get a little testy with each other, but, um, you know, it's, oh, yeah, a little, um, but you know what? We, we love each other and that's, part it's of family. This. Yeah. We're, we're functional. Yeah. When we need to be, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, when we need to be, we're very functional. We put but, the functional and dysfunctional. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's we're a family and that's what families do but you know if one person is in need we are all there i mean it they doesn't matter up. yeah we, we all, all show up. up we we everyone's there i um, mean lauren when like with this trip lauren said um i need you guys because we are all i don't know what was happening like with with my with friendly being sick and stuff like that and with evan not doing well i remember she called Aunt Debbie and said, I need you guys. You guys need to come. You need to be here. I need you. And it wasn't even like, like, right when Lauren was like, you guys are coming. We're like, okay, let's go. Well, Grandma, when I told, told Grandma, when I told everybody that they weren't doing it all, Grandma goes, well, is this a good time? And my mom goes, yes, this is exactly when we need to go. I'm like, and I, in my head, I was like, oh, please come. Don't, don't go. Okay, you're trying. Like, yes, 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 yes. yes. You're coming. You're coming. You're coming. Before like all this was happening and Michelle had talked to you or I, I finally reached Lauren and I said, Lauren, you need to call Michelle. And then my mom was going, you know, I'm, I may have to fly back with Brinley and, and Michelle. So, you know, we may be in Dallas and, you know, I'm thinking, uh, no, no, this is going to happen. We're, we're going to Lauren's. I, I, that's my whole thing was no Lauren and, and we're, we're going this, this was planned. We're all looking forward to it. We'll figure it out when we get there. And then Lauren calls and she says, everyone's, we're, everyone's, yep, everyone's coming. coming. We're done. And I'll never forget. We were saying grace. And I just said, dear Lord. And I just started bawling and I didn't say anything after that. And then I said, amen. <laughs> My husband goes, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it, it just hit me all of a sudden that the possibility that we weren't going to be together, just, I didn't even think that was an option. And then when Lauren had called and said, no, you're, we're, you're all coming. And I thought, I didn't even. And I want to let you know, the, the conversation that Michelle and I had, when she said, I'm like, I'll call you back. Try to be as exact as you can. How many minutes between oh, me telling you? It wasn't long. It wasn't long. All you said is, I need to just talk to Sam real quick. And Sam knew when I was like, hey, Sam, not feeling well. She's like, what, what's going on? I'm like, yes, she no. has a fever. She's no. like, okay. I was like, how long? 
like today he was like okay and I was like I'm like Michelle wants to make sure they were okay he's like oh yeah they're coming I'm leaving. <laughs> well, we do that. I mean, we do that with you too. If I know mom's coming up with yeah. the kids or something, yeah. it's like, hey, you know, we love we at home. doing this. Yeah, yeah we check. We've and, come and, and there have been times where like they can't come. Like, like my mom said, they left Max at home. But where we are in our journey right now at this second with Evan, Evan hasn't been doing well. I don't know how much longer he has or what's going to happen if it's neurological, if he was sick and he's already having his own fevers. It's like, I mean, at yeah, this point, it's like, yeah. But not for nothing, even when the kids can't come, they are photoshopped into the picture. Yeah. Yes, they are. Like they yes, they are. Yeah. We did family pictures and they were photoshopped in. Yeah. The one where we were all skinny. And mom is in the awesome hilarious. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> but I, I mean, to be honest, with this family, no matter what, we show up. For each yeah. other. I mean, even when I was going through things with Friendly, I'd call Lauren and she'd walk FaceTime. It. We'd FaceTime. I mean, it's just, that's just, we could be not talk for a couple months and then we get together and it's like we never left. It's yeah. just how we roll yeah. as a family. Yeah. And now my sister is somewhere with Friendly and keeping her quiet because <laughs> so she's not in the conversation. My mom's over there holding Brian. Brian. Yeah. You know, so it's just, yeah. It's this, this is, just part of the family and you know we would have it no other way um it's just oh, it's it's, it's funny <laughs> <laughs> that'll come that is it's absolutely it, it's amazing and i i cannot wait to put this podcast out for other families to hear how um how well y'all support and love and and just keep things going and, and encouragement for lauren but i'm curious but, if y'all could go around the table and each one of you who's sitting at the table share a story or a, or something that you just you just was super special about Evan that maybe you remember whether it be one of his uh, bucket list items that just kind of pops out to you or a favorite something that just says oh my gosh th this is Evan so just so we can get to know Evan a little bit better through your eyes. Just what you want to go first, Grammy? Grandma's going to go next. She's got a sleepy baby. I'll take her. So, I mean, the only thing that I could think of is the fact that Evan has kind of given me the whole perspective of being a fighter just because there's been so many times where, you know, chips are down and it looks like it's the end, but at the same time, it's on his, it, it, he writes his own game plan kind of thing and has come back. And so, anytime that I'm kind of feeling down, I'm like, hey, if Evan can make it through, I can make it through. So, and I just keep pushing through. Kind of reminds me of that uh, scene in Kill Bill where she's been buried, but she's paralyzed. And she just goes, move your big toe. And she's talking to herself. And then finally she starts to wiggle it. And then she's able to move other parts of her body because she she's basically going, this isn't the end for me. This isn't this isn't the end. And Evan is definitely saying this isn't the end. But I think... I think for me, it was probably the first time I met him because we came up here. She was living up here. Yeah, yes, here. we had driven up with my mom and my kids and um, we were in Edmund. yeah, they were in Edmond and just meeting him for the first time. And this was a little bit, 
I don't I don't know how much sooner, but I don't think we knew he had that that diagnosis yet. But just um, having like that aunt pride and having a nephew, and then you know my kids are still young. Like, oh, can we hold him? It's like be careful, baby of it. You know, be careful, baby of it. You remember Ada though? And Ada was like, my baby, my baby. She like wouldn't let me feed him. He was like, she's like, no, I feed him my baby. I was like, my baby, my baby, but but it was just. I mean, literally just meeting him for the first time and seeing him and um, I always thought it was interesting because before we knew the diagnosis, I remember going, well, Lauren, his hair kind of feels like felt, like when you like kind of pull up the felt, I'm like, she, she goes, yeah, yeah. And like, that was kind of the end of it. And then I don't know how much longer it was before we got the call about her do- about the doctor's visit and it was like okay and she goes it's also called kinky hair disease and it was like okay but i just i i mean even even now you know he's still happy he's still this like you know radiant child who's ready to learn and you know interact with other people when 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 i came in i have a brand new nephew Ryan and the only reason he got attention first was because Evan was asleep but I already had plans to go straight for him ask him how he was doing if his mom was being nice to him like you know just like I'm palling around with my you know five it's almost six now almost six year old six year old nephew but instead, I got a little baby that didn't really like me very much. So we got a little <laughs> bit of bonding to do. <laughs> but yeah, just meeting him, honestly, and being around him, unfortunately, it doesn't happen very often. But I like coming around and seeing him. And actually, when you were talking about the beeping noise, it's honestly, I think Lauren's saying, she's like, ah, it's just to me it felt like second nature one because of all of my medical issues recently but also just being around Evan like Michelle was like I didn't hear it and I was like neither did I I just didn't it didn't even register that there was this beep going off that is supposed to get people's attention and alert but that was really it but yeah that's probably mine is just meeting him. I was, I knew how excited my sister had always talked about being a mom and wanting to be a mom. And now she was a mom. So it's like, it, you know, it's like you get your sisters, but then you get that like extra set of bonding because now your mother's, now you get to talk about kids or like, Oh my God, you'll never believe how much glue my son put in my daughter's hair today. You know, just like silly stuff and learn about like, oh yeah, well, Evan did this, you know, and it's just relating on, you know, just more of an issue bringing us closer. It was really, you know, it was happiness for my, to have a nephew and, you know, for my sister to finally have a child that she had been wanting. I think for me, and it's something that, Lauren would probably remember. Um, it was the day before my wedding, and Evan uh, was laying on my bed, and I had one of his little toys, 
and it was a neck pillow and I was just making weird noises. I like and he was cracking up. I mean, you're bringing it. I was bringing it like towards his face and then swishing it out and bringing it towards his face and the other side and swishing out. And I never heard this. That was like probably the first time I've ever heard him belly laugh. Um, and he was, I mean, I videoed it and everything and I still, um, play it. And, uh, it's something that I just loved experiencing with him. And, and again, it didn't, it was just him laughing. And that was something that I loved hearing. I mean, a kid's laughter is always the best. So having that moment with him. And I remember telling Lauren, I said, she even said like, I haven't heard him laugh like this in a long time. And I was like, well, I was like, I wasn't doing anything special. I was just playing with him. And um, that was just, that's just always a moment I'll always remember and treasure with him. You know what? And, and, and I have to agree with, with Michelle. Um, Lauren had posted um, her, uh, Sam's uncle with Evan. And he would come over every Sunday and bring them bagels. Um, and one Sunday, she had posted it. They were on the couch, and he was telling Evan a story, and Evan was laughing hysterically. And I have that video, and it is something that every time, you know, when you think that you have a really bad day, and you know what Evan's been through, you just look at that video, and it just, you just crack up. Um, and here, you know, Sam's uncle is just, I don't know what he's saying. You can't really hear it. We're talking. We had just gotten back from NIH. So he was like, did you go to Maryland? And, and Evan was talking like, duh. Like just making noises every single time Lou would ask a question. Evan had a response somehow. She's like, he's like, oh, oh yeah? yeah. Was it blue? And then he was like making noise. Like, oh no, it was red. Okay, it was red. And he was just like, kept the conversation going. But you know, he would just, he would just, Inter, you know, interact with it. And you don't get to see that as often um, anymore, but it was just, it was so cool. And it's something that I'm glad she videotaped. I'm glad we have it. Um, it's, it's um, you know, I was looking at her next play and there's a picture there, there they are just, you know, him sitting on his lap and, and uh, just laughing up a storm. So it's really cool. And I think those are the moments that you really want to treasure more than, you know, anything else. Is just Evan having that interaction with with somebody. He's a very social kid. Yeah, very social. He needs to be, and he likes pretty girls. Is <laughs> <laughs> that why he always opens his eyes when I come near? <laughs> he wants he wants everybody's attention, and he just wants somebody to talk to him. And if you give him any type of attention, like good attention, and you don't talk to him like a baby, he'll be. He'll give you anything you want him to be. But the second you start talking to him like he's he's a baby or that he doesn't understand, he'll shut off. He doesn't want to be around you. Here's grandma. Grandma's, grandma. Grandma's holding Ryan. Well, I don't know. I have many memories. Um, One of your favorites. Oh, gosh. My favorite memory is when we were in Maryland. Um, when uh, we went down to the... Uh, Hospital. Where was that? NIH. Yeah. To find out what they could do for Evan. And um, we went down as a family to support my uh, 
I I cry. I'm sorry. This is where I get from. Yeah, where does it come from? <laughs> My memories are really more of Sam and Lauren, how they are fabulous parents, and um, that they, without the love that they gave him, he would not be here today. So my memory and thanks is that I love her. <laughs> so that's more my memory. So when we went to NIH, Evan had just gotten diagnosed and it was like two weeks after we were uh, released from the hospital after being uh, extubated. And my Family lives in New Jersey in what was a four hour drive, five hour drive? Yeah. Five, no, five, five to six hours. Five yeah. to six hour drive. And it wasn't a question of, hey, do you want to come meet us? It was, when you get here, we'll be here. And they did, they they were there. Like we went to the NIH, had no idea what we were doing. Um, Sam and I showed up, we had to stay in the children's inn. They like put you up in this like hotel for kids. And my family came. And we were having dinner. We, there's a lot of downtime when you do a study. So like you'll get there, they'll you get checked in, and then there's hours of nothing. And they're like, come back in five hours. It's like, what are we gonna do in five hours? Like, there's nothing to do. And Michelle, my cousin, was like, Well, there's like Bethesda is a really pretty area. And NIH is just a part of Bethesda. So we um my grandmother. And my uncle, did you guys both drive cars? Yep. They and both drove. Robin. They, they drove cars so we could leave NIH because we actually were shuttled in there from the hospital. I mean, from the airport. I don't know why that hospital. From the airport, we were shuttled into NIH. Um, so if it weren't for them, Sam and I would have just been sitting by ourselves waiting for results and waiting for all this stuff. And instead, they got to bond with Evan. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And just and that was the first time you held them. Yep. Those it first was. time you guys met him yep. was in IH. Yep. So I know how mom and dad found out that Evan was diagnosed because like I called mm -hmm. them, but I didn't call any of you guys. So do you remember who called you and told you? Yeah. And what you do what was going on? Like who told you? Because I remember telling mom and I remember how my mom and dad were like, I remember dad being like, it's not so bad. It can't be so bad. And I didn't, didn't tell him yet. And then mom got out of the shower and I told him they were just like, let us call you back. Yeah, and then it was in the morning. Debbie called me. Then the next day. Yeah, she called me. You weren't in the office yet. Okay. And she told me that it wasn't good news. And to let mom know, but not to call you guys. <laughs> to give you guys some time. We said, okay. But she didn't tell us all, like, the whole, it just wasn't good. And that he, you know, I, I don't know if she actually said it was Minky's. I'm not sure. But did yeah. she tell you like death? Did she tell you? I don't think so. Not at that point. No. And then I think you called Debbie back and you had got more information. Yeah. Yeah, but I knew right away. Somebody said that it was terminal. I probably told you it was well, terminal. You, I, probably I think I talked to you. Um, and, and let you know what was, because we had found out more information. Because, you know, Rick has to research everything. And so, you know, there's two paragraphs of information on Minkies. Yeah. And so I think uh, I think that's when we we told you what was going on. We called Rick's dad, told him what was going on. 
Um, and then, of course, all the. Yeah. Who, did you, who told you? Pat? You. How did I tell you? You called me because I, I specifically remember us having a discussion where you were saying, you know, Evan, Evan isn't reaching his milestones. And I remember you telling, telling you, you're a first time mom, it's okay, you're worrying too much. And then you called me and you said, okay. Evan had a seizure at the doctor's and we're going next door. And then you called me later and you told me about, or I, I guess once you actually had the diagnosis, you called me and you told me about it. And um, that was what, when you were like, it was the body's inability to absorb copper and you need that for growth and development. And I remember my first question was, is it terminal? And you said, yes. And I asked what life expectancy was. And I remember you saying three to five years. And here we are at almost six, so I'm excited about that. That it was. I don't know if Lauren told you, but his when he turned three, he was in the hospital, and we all came down. We had a party at um, the hospital for him, and everybody got to kind of hang around and enjoy and spend time and talk about Evan and learn about other people's experience with them and Sam and stuff like that and. Um, everyone was super, super, my sister didn't even know that this side of the family was coming down. She came around the corner and was like, oh, she didn't know what to say. But I mean, just like she said, it's like we come when we need each other. We knew that they, you know, this was a big deal. Three was a big deal. Five is a big deal. And every other year after that is a super huge deal. So Kat, can I can I ask you a question? And if you don't want to answer, you do not have to. Um, so how old are your kids? So we actually have Ada here, and she is like how old are you? Seven and a half. Her birthday is in October, so she's a little closer to eight now. And then Max is nine and a half. He was born in May. So actually, Ada and Evan are three days apart because her birthday is October 16th and his is October 19th. So a year. A year. Yeah, I mean, a couple it, years. yeah, like a, <laughs> a couple years, but still it was one of those where I was like, I, I can, I could never forget his birthday like ever because it's three days after, you know, my daughter's. So, um, yeah, my kids are seven, almost eight, and then nine and a half. I love that. So can you or would you kind of share with us how you maybe prepare your children for their cousin, um, either just visiting as far as being careful, being gentle, you know, being yeah. typically, and then how you prepare them for the future of what might is or is to come? So I'm going to say a little bit, and then I'm actually going to pass it off to Lauren. Um, you know, I, cause I'm asking Lauren, I'm like, I'm like, how, 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 how do I do this? How do I do this without scaring my kids into thinking they can't interact with him because he has an illness and um, all of this. So I did explain, you know, Evan, unfortunately is sick. 
I said, he has something called Minkies. And if you want, you can talk to Auntie Lauren. You have, uh, but it was like, you know, ask if she's ready because she, at that particular time they asked, she might be going through whatever and might not want to talk about it. So it's like, just ask if Auntie Lauren has time um, and you can talk about that with her. So that's pretty much um, what Lauren did. She explained, and we've even talked, I'm like, well, what, you know, like, what it, What exactly do I call it? Do I say he's sick? Do I, you know, how, how do I address this? Yeah. Yeah. So the kids know that he has something called Minkies, and we've talked about what it is, and um, just it, explain to them the best you really can for children that young. And then we've also... Um, you know, it explained to them that, that one, one day this will overcome Evan. And un unfortunately, we won't be able to see him face to face anymore. But I'm not entirely sure what my sister actually said to them. But they have, they have absolutely no problems asking questions because they want to know they're inquisitive. Um, they want to know to, so that they can see, is there a way I can help you? Can I get you something, Auntie Lauren? But um, I really did leave that up to Lauren because I, I also didn't want to present wrong information, you know, or make it, I, my sister, she's been a teacher. I know she's got a way with words and I just felt that with this also being her son, that she would be able to better explain in a more, I guess, layman term for children to understand. So. Well, clearly you've given them a very safe place to ask those questions. And so I, you know, I, and, and obviously being there and present is, is a big key to understanding it all in general. So, so Lauren, yeah, why don't you share a little bit about that? So I was told, I asked, so I go to counseling and I asked her like, how do I, she does trauma and it's like, how do we get these children who are Evan's age to understand, to understand what's going on and to like make it so it's age appropriate. And a lot of it is we wait until the child says something and, and like her kids are old enough to understand that Evan's different and that Evan doesn't sit up and like today Max pulled me aside and he was like I'm not trying to be rude but why is Evan's jaw the way that it is and he and I under I know when he asked me he's not he's not looking to be spiteful like he's very curious of why his body is the way it is so I just said because gravity like you know how you can move your your body around like Evan can't move his jaw like that he can't sit up to make it straight so what happens is over time with gravity, it just, your body just is down that way. So he understands and I only, I've learned only to answer the questions that they have. Don't get any deeper and don't make sure it's age appropriate. But you, I was told not to lie to a child. When a child asks, they're being bold enough to ask and you need to be honest with them and not to sugarcoat it too much because when it does happen and you don't say anything, they're gonna be very mad at you that you did not let them in. And how are they gonna trust you if you don't let them in? So like a lot of things, like when we had a, a, 
unfortunately, unfortunately, when we have these discussions, a lot of them are with Sam's relatives because they live here and like his nephews, there's three of them and they know Evan and they see Evan. And it's like when we go through hospital states, they don't really understand always about what's going on, but we try to explain to them like Evan is ill. He was born this way. He's not sick. He didn't get a cold. Like he's, when he passes away, it's not like you go to the hospital because you got normal people would go to the hospital when they're sick and this hospital would make them better and they go home where Evan is ill. And because he is ill, that doesn't look the same. So because he's ill, you're not going to catch what Evan has. Evan was born this way. Like we have to, you have to explain that to a child, which is hard because sometimes the child doesn't understand that or they get frustrated of like why it's that way. And then also too, they'll say things not meaning to, but it like kind of hits home. For instance, like we have Ryan now who is a typical child and somebody, a child will say, so will, will Ryan be able to walk and sit up? And it's like, you sit there going, oh, that kind of hurt. We had not meaning to, and it has nothing to do with the child, but at the same time, it's, it's, they see that Evan is different. And why is Evan different, but his brother's not? Like his brother is like everybody else. So, and then that's another conversation too, that I'm not ready to have with other people. It was like, well, how do you know that, that Ryan's going to walk? Which I don't know, because Ryan hasn't gotten there yet, but from what we've seen right now, like I would be very shocked if he does not walk. Um, but I think it's, you answer those questions when a child asks and you're honest. Because they, they're, they're curious and they should be. And it's not, just because someone's different doesn't mean that it's bad. You just need to explain to them in, in, a, in a way that like is appropriate for you and your family. So, and, and Lauren is definitely the kind of person that wants to be very open because uh, my daughter's two and this is the first time she's ever met Evan this trip um, and she was playing with Evan by giving him toys and showing him toys I think, yesterday and he needed to be he started coughing so Lauren started to come over and section him and she just started to like freak out a little bit because all of a sudden here's Lauren, her auntie Lauren coming squirming over Evan and she's like ah, like what are you doing uh, so Lauren made it a point to say, hey, look, this is, this is what I'm doing to Evan. And she kind of showed her the two and showed him how, showed her how it doesn't hurt. I let her um, touch it. Touch it and feel it and very hands-on and saying that this helps him breathe and this helps him feel better. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not hurting Evan. I'm helping Evan. And she was, she's very like, hey, this is, this is Evan. And this is how we help him Life, right and help him on his everyday um but she that's her but he, she is very open with showing and giving you knowledge about heaven and how she helps him no matter the age thank you for listening to this episode of we saved you a seat Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family 
or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.